It said that when you first joined Guns N' Roses, you were not necessarily welcomed by the other members, uh, and you claimed that you had to get a little violent to gain other members' respect. Yeah, that's, that's my big mouth in the past. Um, <laughs> it's not prison, it's Guns N' Roses. You don't need to go and like shank, <laughs> shank one of the biggest musicians to get respect, or maybe you do. <laughs> it's funny to use the word shank. Maybe more about the camaraderie between the, the band members. I think maybe people see it, them as being somewhat distant, perhaps, and maybe not being know. close with Axel. I don't know. I mean, everybody would hang out. Yeah. So, I mean, with, with eight years in Axel, you felt yourself being his friend as well as a bandmate? I don't know if I could compare my relationship to other people's. Um, sometimes felt like friends. Sometimes felt like enemies, sometimes, you know, we, you know, felt like bandmates. Look out! The lever! Get away from that lever! Don't blow us all to atoms! All right, welcome everyone. This is That Record Got Me High. I am Rob Elba. It's great having you guys here. I am actually in my home recording this episode with my guest here in home in the middle of this goddamn pandemic. We're just saying, fuck it. And uh, he came over and we're, you know, we're uh, distanced, uh, socially distanced, and we're not like hugging, kissing or anything. But, you know, what, uh, what are you going to do? But uh, I love, you know, when at all possible, I want to do him. You know, with people in in person because uh, I just think it sounds better and you get more of a vibe. I mean, I th I think we've managed to make it work doing the Zoom, you know, but it's still not the same as being a person. So, my guest here, who braved uh, braved the pandemic and is here in front of me, and God knows who knows I could be giving it to him. He could be giving it to me as we speak, but who knows? Let's welcome the show, Mr. Larry Smith. Welcome back to the show, Larry. Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> again, that's right. This is number three, right? It is. It is number it three. Is. And Larry, for those of you keeping score, Larry was my first guest solo. My first guest that I did solo when Barry left. And Larry is a very important guest because he helped me get everything set up, actually, and, and uh, helped me pick out the software and helped me uh, give me a little tutorial on using it. So if it, if it wasn't for Larry, I probably wouldn't have been able to continue. So... Uh, you, you probably definitely. would have, Rob, but well, that's okay. I, I, th actually, thank you, thank you for thank you for being well, kind. I would have <laughs> had to find someone else to show me all right. that. So okay. that's true. That's I, fair. I, I, that's I would have, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. I, I really do appreciate you. And Larry is a music, among other things, he is a musician. And what's your so what's the what's the newest thing? I'm gonna have you uh, send me something you know to play under here. But what's like the newest thing that you want to share that you that you worked on? Well, the the newest thing that I did was I played bass on a Christmas tune, but it's not Christmas anymore, so. You know, oh. Fuck that. Right. Um, <laughs> prior to that uh, was a political project called Socially Distant, um, where so I, I did uh, guitar on one track, bass on one track, and organ on two tracks. All right, cool. So we'll we'll play some of that under here. And you're uh, so obviously you're you're. I guess you could kind of say you're a, a gearhead in a way. Like I, I call some people who are musicians, but they're also a little bit. Yeah, so you're a, a bit of a gearhead. A bit of a music geek, I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that definitely ties in with, with the record you ended up picking, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, it does. But it does. It, and it's it also does. crazy because originally you had a completely 
completely different record. A completely we different do. record, yeah. And then you did a, a 180 and said this. So, all right, what is the record we are doing and talking about? We're going to talk about Bumblefoot's album, Abnormal. All right. <laughs> and yeah, so he told me that and I said, okay, never, <laughs> never heard of him. And there are obviously, I mean, obviously there are going to people be people that have, that have heard of him. And then yes. we'll, we'll discuss why. <laughs> A lot of people may not even realize that they know who he is, but right. they do. And and I guarantee you, Larry, there are certain fans of this show, people I know, are going to hate this. Yes. Right? They're, yes. They're going to hate it. Yes. But I, all I could say is, and something that I that I've I've already learned by doing the show, and um, is that it seems like we're very quick to judge. As we get older, I guess we're very quick to judge things and to say. I like that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And just say, I don't like that. So, but the, the good thing about when I do the show and someone brings a record is no matter what, I have to dig into this record. I listen to it a bunch of times. I don't just listen good. to it once and go, ah, right. you know, right. because usually my first, usually my first impression, unless it's something I know already, is always, oh, I don't like that because I usually don't like anything at first, right. you know? <laughs> but the fact that I have to, that I listen to it over and over and get it because obviously when someone brings a record it's because a record that they love and got under their skin for some reason right. and got them high so usually the people I have on they I, I don't think I have anyone on that just has total shit taste in music right. that there wouldn't be something between right so and, and that's what I found with this when I first listened to it my first thought in my head was oh my god people are gonna hate me mm-hmm. and then um, you know and then I listened to it and then I listened to it more and more and all right, so let's let's talk about this guy. This is his. All right, first of all, it's the name of what's his real name? Ronald Blumenthal. Right, right. So it's Ron Thal. Ron Thal, but I right. love it's, that. It's, it's so yes. he's a member of the tribe. I <laughs> knew I was going to say that. One thing I loved. I was like, oh, he's a member of the tribe. Blumenthal, awesome. And this is his seventh studio, uh, seventh uh, album uh, that he's done uh, under the name using the name. Well, it's or, it's only um, I think the third as Bumblefoot. Okay, but, all right. But so it, some as Ron Paul, Ron Paul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, but the, a lot of people may know him because he was a member of what band for a while, <laughs> starting in 2006 <laughs> he, to 2014. He, he was um, he filled Buckethead's role in Guns N' Roses, so he was basically no Slash. Yeah. For yeah. for years. Right. Yeah. In uh, Guns N' Roses between for a long time between 2006 and 2014. Buckethead's another guy that was in there, that was in Guns N' Roses, and it was oh, oh my God! The, the best thing about Buckethead is, so I actually I'm not a big GNR fan, but I do own Chinese Democracy because it was so hyped. I mean, this thing took like 11 years yes. to make or some <laughs> right, shit. Right, and it was, right, right. you know, people were comparing it to how long, you know, in between all of these phenomenal records. You know, oh my God, this t- took so much longer than in between. You know, yeah. Steely Dan would shit out three right, albums right, in the right. time it took to do with this thing, and when when it came out. Everybody in the United States was entitled to, I'm pretty sure it was a Dr. Pepper. It was either a Dr. Pepper or a Coke. I know it wasn't a Pepsi, but I, I think it was a doctor. You you could go and if you bought uh, Chinese democracy, you could get a free Dr. Pepper unless you were Buckethead. They actually had on this thing, this is valid to any living person in the United States, regardless of age or gender, unless you were Buckethead. Oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> so I don't know what happened there, but obviously not good stuff. Right, right. Axel okay. has a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So this guy comes in and, all right, I'll say right off the bat, talented, 
super talented uh, musician, yeah. like amazing yeah. off the chart yeah. uh, musician, guitar player. Also, one thing I was nice to read seems like a really great guy too. He is a really great. I've only I've only met him a couple of times. Um, oh, okay, but yeah, yeah videos. He, I've seen videos of him doing like super nice, guy. super nice, and also very uh, charitable. He's involved yep. with like all these charities, like yep. the MS Research Foundation, and uh, he he does a um, women's health, like various women's health organizations, and. Operation Smile is the right, thing that he did. Right, so, right. I mean, a good dude. Well, he he had an album that was going to be called Guitar Suck that came out in 2001, but it was scheduled to come out like October 2001. So he changed the name to 9.11, and he made all the proceeds from it uh, go to something like the American Red Cross. I mean, it was just, it, the, yeah, he turned the yeah. whole thing into a right. charity. Yeah, so, so a good guy. Yeah, obviously, good probably for a while, made some good money with Guns N' Roses, made some stupid money, and he does good, but he's definitely someone that... Uh, pays it forward, pays back, right. which is great to see. All right, so if you're, I was thinking like if to tell someone like if people are a fan of what they like. Here's the bands I came up with, and you could add to okay. them. Faith No More. I was thinking. Okay. Uh, Queen. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Bungle. I know that that's a little more obscure, but I know people that like Mr. Bungle. Okay. Uh, and and I think they would be a fan of this too. Zappa, yeah, uh, Frank absolutely, Zappa. absolutely. Andrew uh, WK, which yes, we did and, recently, right? And and that's one of the artists that I had no familiarity with. And after that show, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah, because and, and he reminded me of this. And, and if actually, you like this, you that, would like Andrew that w. episode. Made me decide that it was okay to suggest. Oh, doing okay, this. good. No, I'm glad you did because, like, uh, you know, this uh, it's it isn't just about doing what uh, what. I already love and I do it. Right. It's about going outside the comfort zone right. and outside the wheelhouse. And yeah, like I said, and I'm really glad I did because it, all right. So there's, there's some parts of this that I don't love as much. Yeah. Some of it, uh, uh, you know what? I have a term that I made up. I don't know if it's really, I call it stunt rock. Okay. Where people do stuff that's so technically. Right. It's calisthenics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, and he, and yeah. he does something like that. And, and I'll tell you, um, there's a band called, uh, a dragon force. And yes. when uh, yeah. guitar hero, Permanently dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my daughter was really big. Corey was really big into, um, guitar hero. And I hear this dragon force song and I hear this lead on it. And I'm thinking that can't be real. That had to be, this has to be sped up in the studio. And then so I did a deep dive, and this the same way. I'm listening to it. I go, right. can that be real? But then I look in videos and watch, and it's like, oh yeah, it is. It's like they they do. A, it's a combination of uh, tapping yeah. and you know whatever effects you know they put on it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like a video game, almost. right? Like the, video the, game the opening track, absolutely oh, two-handed tapping yeah. video game. So track. you know sometimes it just it just hits you, and it sounds so not like rock uh, guitar that you're used to hearing right. that it uh, but but you know there, there's nothing but then the voice comes in oh yeah yeah you know i mean got, this uh, guy's got the bona fide rock star voice to me right you well, know who, I who mean, does he sing for now now he's in asia he, he's he's in he's in asia <laughs> right? oh my god um the w- when somebody asked me about Bumblefoot's band, the first thing I think of is Sons of Apollo because that is literally a super group. Oh, right, because it's know, also Mike got Portnoy uh, and Billy Sheen. Sheen. Right, yeah, yeah okay. You know, and so Danny these are, all, these yeah, are like great players, monsters, right? Monster players. Yeah. And, you know, 
and and this is you know this is a guy that plays a fretless guitar. Yes, yes, you know? I saw that. I mean, come on. <laughs> so so some of the stuff on this album sounds like it's Digitech Whammy, and it might be. Right. At the time, I don't think he was playing fretless guitar yet back when this was done, but but one of his big things was he played a thimble. He kept a thimble, I think, on his pinky. I read and that. And he yeah, used I read that. that for slide. And uh, the, the first time I met him at the Vigier booth at NAMM, he had a signature guitar that had this little hole drilled in it to keep a thimble in. And so, <laughs> so I have a Bumblefoot thimble. Oh, you nice, know, I mean, nice. they, you know, they, they had you know, loads of them at the show, but it's right. just you know, a cute thing. But the idea that he went from playing you know, slide guitar with a thimble on one finger to playing fretless guitar to the point where he's got these Vigier guitars with the top necks fretless and the bottoms necks. I saw fretted. that, right. I see there's um, videos of him playing that. And, and it's crazy, you it's, know. It's, it's, <laughs> so, all right, so this was back in uh, 2008. This, this is 2008, came out correct. In 2008. I was, the, the only other thing I was going to say is that the the songs are good. He's obviously he obviously knows how to write a song, and he also what band I didn't mention that you know he loves too uh, Beatles. Uh, yes, Beatles, absolutely, absolutely. Hear that because yeah, there, Melody, there, there are Beatles. I've got notes say Beatles esque. Okay, you know. Now the one thing I can say you're you're not listening to this for its social biting social commentary no. and w- witty, no. uh, you know, necessarily witty crafted lyrics like Elvis Costello or something. You're here because the songs are really catchy and because the virtuistic but, but there's also a phenomenal sense of humor. I mean, yeah, no, you know, there is. There both is. Yeah, both uh, sure. the, the first two tracks. So I found this because of the song Abnormal. Oh, okay, okay. okay. And in 2008, I had just discovered podcasts and I was listening to a guitar centric podcast called six string bliss. And just somehow I found something called nefarious bovine radio, which was a guy out of New Jersey that did a podcast that I'm sure it got him in trouble because it doesn't exist anymore. It was a radio program. It was like a two to three hour radio program. He just sat there and played a bunch of shit of uh, friends of his from New York. Oh, right, right. But he'd play commercial music. You might hear a freaking (laughs) Michael Jackson song on a podcast in its entirety. Couldn't get permission. He didn't try, you know. (laughs) Yeah. But um, he played a clip of an interview. This album came out on Bald Freak Records, and the president of Bald Freak is a guy named Q-Ball, who's also a musician. Q-Ball did an interview with Bumblefoot, and so first of all, you know, uh, Bumblefoot is, he's, he's got a very thick New York accent, okay? You oh, know, I right, mean, he's, yeah, You know, yeah. he's, he's like, a, he's a New Yorker. Yes. And you hear this, you know, this guy interviewing him, and he says, you know, so tell me a little bit about Magnolia. He's like, well, you know, like one of the fun things for me was putting an ad, you know, looking for opera singers. And tuba players. Oh yes! All and, right, I gotta ask and, you. About okay, that. so so <laughs> I gotta ask you about all that. But let's do. Since you mentioned abnormal, the first thing you heard, let's let's play it now. This is the opening track, and let's listen to the first track, abnormal. <laughs> Strange. Now you're stuck with happy normal again. 
So that that's great because <laughs> everything you're either going to love or hate about him <laughs> is right there, right there. So like that solo where it's starting to take off, you can tell it's not the virtuosic two-handed tapping stuff, right? You know, he does that as an effect. Yes, it, right. You know, exactly. And, exactly. And he really has um, that solo had me really hooked. But towards the end of the song, there's this thing that he plays that I swear to God, every time I hear it, I think that's Brian May. Oh, right. You know? Exactly. And it's yeah, slow yeah. and it's glorious. Really, see, that's my favorite lot of him on this thing is when he yes. does like his slow melodic because he's got a great right. sense he's, of melody. The, the, the phrasing is absolutely impeccable. Right. And, and you're right. The other stuff is just like this little thing that he throws yeah, it's in. Like, oh, by the way, I can, yeah, I can do this. You know, oh, I, I'm going to get your attention now. You know, he, yeah. he slaps you around a little bit and, and then crazy. says, by the way, you know, there's, there's something deeper here. Um, that, you know, this album really is a, a concept album and it really is a follow-up to Normal, which Normal was the 2005 album that was about, um, it's biographical or autobiographical. Right. It's a guy who can function in society, but he's gifted musically. So he gets on medications in order to function in society. Oh, but by okay. getting on medications to function in society, he kind of loses his musical muse. Right. So here he said, fuck the drugs. I'm going to be me. Oh, okay. And it's not necessarily pretty and it's right. kind of crass and crude. Yes. So, okay. So, All right. That's good. I'm glad you said that. That makes sense. Cause some of the lyrics are a little oh, crass, oh, borderline, offensive, borderline, offensive, misogynistic borderline. and, and yeah, you know, borderline. Just, but I, I do hear the sense of humor and I was going to ask you right away, the way he's pronouncing Abby normal, I thought of uh, um, young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Absolutely. Marty Feldman. Okay, Absolutely. Good. That's what, uh, that is what it that is. is. I mean, it's, of course it sure. is. Yeah. <laughs> Abby Normal, anyone, I guess, people listen to this show, you're old enough to know. Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby Normal. Well, Young reference. Frankenstein is one of the greatest comedies ever filmed. Yeah, absolutely, so, 100%. and by the way, for Halloween, back to back, Young the the original Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein, followed by Young Frankenstein, is an absolute. It's a hoot. It's it's yeah. spectacular. That great. All right, good. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. So that's that's basically yeah. What you're saying is kind of like how I felt that you could hear that yeah he's just got a sense of humor but that's very interesting how he uh he's he's sort of being very autobiographical that he had the normal and this the abnormal yeah, and that's and, uh, and he says this is a kind of personal album you know to, to me i i think um i think he's still with his wife that he's been with for a long time so i think he's recalling previous being trashed by girlfriends yes, a lot yes. of the album is breakup songs right right but um, he is and, married and, i saw he's yeah, in a, and, a good and, relationship and basically the life. the breakup yeah. songs are all you know him him getting you know shit on yes, you know yeah yeah so um there's a lot out but, of here but i think um he does he turns it into comedy he does you know now this now speaking of that let's listen to this second song and i have a theory about who this second song is actually about but let's listen to uh glad to be here Chest fills up with acid till the veins pop in my head. I wake up 
would strike me dead But when the world looks at me They see some other guy It doesn't matter what I say They all made up their minds I didn't like it then And I still don't like it now I find a stretch of smiles of how and say I'm so glad to be here I could jump off every bridge But everybody's got a rope around one of my limbs They're trying to get their peace They keep on tearing me apart They wanna get inside me So they can kick around my heart But when the world looks at me They see some other guy It doesn't matter what I say They all made up their minds I didn't like it then I still don't like it now I find a stretch of smiles Somehow and say So catchy First of all just Super catchy, super catchy song. But Duba! Right, I'm, all right, here's what I got to ask you. I'm so glad to be here. I could slip my fucking wrist. This chaos is just what I need to keep me nice and pissed. My chest fills up with acid till the veins pop in my head. I wake up every morning wishing God would strike me dead. He was playing in Guns N' Roses. He was playing in Guns N' Roses. Roses. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Because he was probably They miserable. gave him this as a solo. In the Guns N' Roses oh, nice. set, he would right. do this, Objectify, <laughs> and I think Green. There were, there were like three or four tunes off this album that right. they gave him solo slots. Oh, okay, but nice. Axel let him go on stage yeah, and right. sing this. Well, he you probably know? had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> probably about some girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, this sure. is someone that, that had to play with uh, Axel Rose sure. in the band. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Uh, it is great though, and um, and you know we didn't get to the to the solo, but you know, I will here, play it under there because here, the solo is great. Here he uh, flexes some country shit yes. too. You know yes, he's got yes. and and on well, he's always had he's always been like multi genre. You know he can he can play country as well as literally a Brad Paisley. He can you know right if, if right he, right. And he reminds me a lot of Danny Gatton, who I had sent in a, a track for the oh, live that's right. yeah, thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, Danny was another guy who he, Danny was more rooted in Americana and country, but he could literally play anything. Right. Right. And right, that's right. what this guy is to me. Yep. And uh, all right, so it's interesting because now this next song, Objectify, brings a whole new meaning when you say, you know, how he wrote it. He's definitely working through some trauma here. So yeah. Maybe some childhood trauma. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Objectify. Do point your finger at me. Lob a mirror to you. And you don't like what you see. Yeah, they think I'm insane. Because I got my own brain. No, I really don't So I don't care. He can call himself Thal, Ronald Thal. You could hear a New York Jew so much. <laughs> yes, I got my own. He sounds like Absolutely. Woody Allen right Absolutely. there. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, you, you definitely hear the, the whole New York accent. And I mean, I think 
this probably is really a, a reflection of his surroundings. You know, I picture him, you know, living in a building in Manhattan and, you know, he looks like a dirty rock star. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, exactly, I mean, he's exactly. he's he's got a long beard. When I met him, he had like uh, you know uh, clips in his beard, right, so it was right. you know a foot and a half <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, I can picture some people not realizing, you know, just thinking this is this is a bum. A you know, freak. this is a, this some is freak. a freak. Yeah, this, this is a freak. freak. Yeah, and but he's embracing all that here, and well, it's it, good it, when you point your finger at me. I'm a mirror, mirror to, to you, you and you line. don't like what you see. Exactly. You know, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Opera singers. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Opera right. Yeah, singers. So first appearance that. of the opera singers. Yeah, which is, which is so, awesome. You know, and, and in that interview with uh, um, Bald Freak Records with Q-Ball, you know, he's talking about, I, I mean, he had so much fun auditioning opera singers because he had the tracks ready and he made them come in and, you know, okay, what do you hear here? You know, sing, sing this. Oh, and, okay. And, okay. Right. You know, so anyway, yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you. So, uh, aside from him, you got Dennis Leaf Lang on drums. Great monster, monster drummer. drummer. Yeah. yeah. He is monster and drummer. It. And then a guy on tuba. Yeah. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's it. Bumblefoot yeah. plays everything. Last time I brought you Adrian blue, he played everything. Exactly. exactly. Uh, uh okay. Ron doesn't play drums, but right. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's awesome. He also right. doesn't sing opera apparently. Cause there's a cast of, there's a half a dozen people singing opera. Right. So this is kind of funny. Some other guy, this is a whole song about, he doesn't care about, uh, that his girl is now with some other guy, but it's like, he, he writes a whole song about it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but, maybe he cares a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Let's listen to some other guy. definitely that's why i said faith no more mr bungle yeah, like that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that definitely yep. uh, reminds me a little of something like that that one um that's the first appearance of what i think is a digitech whammy or it's the thimble in oh, the solo because okay, okay. it just goes crazy a digitech whammy okay so explain what that is okay so you, did you just throw it out there like right. everyone knows what that is <laughs> Uh, Digitech Whammy is a pedal that looks like a wah-wah pedal, except it behaves as a pitch shifter. Oh, so okay, if, okay. when you put the treadle all the way forward, you can go uh, either a one or a two octave range. So you can actually uh, do, and, and it, it typically is supposed to go up, but you can flip it to go down. So it acts like a wang ball. Okay? Oh, okay. It acts like a treadle. Okay. Um, and... Uh, like I say, there's some parts on here where it's it could be a thimble playing above the 24th fret because his videos are 24 fret guitars, or right. it could be a Digitech whammy. Uh, um, okay. This the thing about that song. So it's not just that he. So he's saying, you know, you 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 don't matter to me. But but here's here's the hook. It's you're with some other guy and man does he look funny. I try to say hello, but he always takes off running. 
it must be something you said to try to fuck with his head. You must have told him I'm still into you. So the whole thing is really about, you know, yeah, you're with another guy, but you've made it seem like I'm the one, you know, th there's a reason for him to be afraid of me. Right. Where okay. clearly he's well, saying, you, you know, you clearly, clearly there isn't. You, you know? clearly put some thought into this, Larry. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So this next one, Jenny B., Sounds like it was. It sounds like a love song written by a teenage boy, prepubescent teenager. Prepubescent teenager, for sure. I yes. would say that. Yes. But uh, but yes. it's a nice uh, short little uh, yes. fun song. Let's listen to a little bit of Jenny B. I hear some um, uh, Jimmy Page in there a little, some classic yeah. rock uh, in I, there in, I, in this one. So I didn't even realize that he had played in Guns N' Roses when I heard this. Oh, really? Right? Oh, so okay. in 2008, when, you know, I, I knew it from Nefarious Bovine Radio, and this was a self standing thing to me. Right, right. But, you know, once I found out that he, that's slash. Oh, okay. That yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That sounds yep. so much like mid 80s slash. Yep. Yeah. But but yes, but know. yeah, he's clearly he's clearly someone that loves all different kinds of music right. and that soaks it all in and that is able to emulate just about anything. Right. But he does it. See, the, the problem I have with a lot of players that are just like mad players is they don't put any soul into it, and he, he does. I, that. I, I think he does. No, he I does mean, yeah, for I, sure. I, I, That's why I, I said. But right. but it's easy sometimes to the untrained ear might just lump uh, everyone together and saying, "Oh, none of that shit right. has soul," right. but it's not true. Right. This stuff does, and he writes Listen, some really. I know. Uh, cool I know people songs. that think that both Joe Satriani and Steve I play with a lot of soul. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I hear, yeah. I hear them, and to me, it sounds very. I agree. Rote and repetitive. Whereas I agree. You know, whereas Eric Johnson in the same kind of category to me sounds like there's more of him in the playing. Uh, exactly. And right. this, you know, Bumblefoot I think is more Eric Johnson than Joe Satriani or Steve yep. I. I agree. I totally agree. And that's what, that's what I said though. That's it. It took me, I had to listen to it a bunch of times right. to get it in to, to realize that right. to separate. Cause well, you got to separate. Yeah. That. Some, some of the, the flurries are, you know, look, it's, it's showmanship. I mean, exactly. it's, it's exactly. grandiose yeah. and right. you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, look at me. Yeah. Which hey mom. Fine. Hey mom. Right. Which is fine too. <laughs> I love shit like that too. I really yeah. do. I, yeah. I do. I, I love it all. So, uh, but there has to be more. There has to be other stuff in there. There has to be right. some meat on there right. too. All right, listen to uh, this one. He sings a lot about how he's not going to think about things anymore. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I guess he's yeah. still thinking about it a little. This is uh, this is the last time he's going to think about this. How does she bring me down? Why am I still around? Did I lose my mom? 
catchy, super yeah. catchy songs. And they, you yeah. know, by now I hear these songs. I was like, oh yeah, that, that, these, are, these are really <laughs> these good are songs. Great they really songs. are. Well, well, there's one thing about that. We didn't get to hear it. In last time. Okay. But, but that thing has this dynamic breakdown uh, section in, in the bridge. Oh, right, right. I just think I'll, phenomenal I'm songwriting. You know, yeah. it's the kind of thing, if it just did that, if I wrote that as a song, I'd be really happy oh, right, with myself. Right. But there's this whole other layer to it. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he comes up with these parts, and you're right, a lot of these songs, I'm not getting to them here, but I'll play it because he does have bridges in a lot of these songs. Yep. He comes up with these bridges that, that which is... I'm a sucker for yep. bridges and yep. songs because yep. it just takes it in a whole different level. Yep. And some people don't don't write that or don't do it, right. which is fine sometimes. But yeah, he he he, he is right. really good at that at writing a killer bridge. So this next one, "Simple Days," this is one of the first that I really noticed the pop sensibilities yep. and the Beatles, the yep. whole Beatles yep. thing, right? Absolutely. For sure. All right, so let's listen to a little bit of "Simple Days." <laughs> just be me projecting Larry but I think the simple days are before he played in uh, Guns N' Roses oh absolutely <laughs> how could I survive in this world of cocaine yeah, and lies? lies I mean right <laughs> all right you know it was funny because um my my wife came in the room while I was making notes on this and I'm, I'm playing this through my studio monitors you know so I've got it fairly cranked and she sits down on the couch right. in the studio and she's listening she's like wow who's this I said, this is Bumblefoot. This is the record I'm going to be talking about. She's like, I really like this. I want to hear more. And then Conspiracy came on. And oh, she's right. like, I'm so out of here. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but, this, the, but, but this is this tune that I had the note Beatles-esque. You know, yeah, The, the arrangement, sure. you know, it's not just the, again, it's not just the parts that we heard, but the whole arrangement, it grows. It yeah, gets really right. lush. He and, builds, um, the thing is, he builds these songs around these uh, guitar riffs, really right. cool guitar riffs, but he's got this pop sensibility where he takes it further past that and it's not just the guitar riffs Ab- absolutely absolutely so it's great and it's so funny you said that yeah because we're not gonna i'll play a little behind but the conspiracy, yeah, no, conspiracy we're is... skipping and that's one of these weirdo rock that's the one that's gonna make your wife leave the room right it's, it's gonna make your wife leave the room so i got i got her to stay because i told her not to talk about it too much and then i put her a little bit of and that also made her leave the room. but yeah. you know you know the thing i miss most about the show what the break where the guest refills their drink oh that's yeah. right <laughs> Okay, let's you know what? Let's do it. Let's do the break refill, and then we'll we'll be back in a minute with more. Uh, that record got me high. This episode of That Record Got Me High podcast is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon. What is Patreon? Well, I've only been telling you about it for the past three years, but Patreon is a platform that allows you to support artists and creators that you love. How do you become a patron? Well, I 
also mention this too. You go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH or just go to patreon.com and search for That Record Got Me High podcast and become a patron of the show. It's fun. It's, well, I don't know how fun it is really, but uh, it really helps out and we appreciate you and we have special patron curated episodes and we send out newsletters and uh, it is fun. Let's, I'm just going to go on record as saying it's kind of fun. Go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. All right, so Piranha, this is a cool song. This this one's got like four or five different movements. Movements, exactly. Right. That's exactly what right. I wrote. Movements, yep. that's right. And different video game leads in it. Also. Yeah, but you know, the, my my favorite section really is the ska part. You know, oh yeah, this right. Is quite right. quite deci- decisively ska. Yeah, and it just comes out of nowhere. But uh, it's cool. It's about you know, it's about it, it's the the Piranhas. Uh, the, the the world is Piranhas trying to eat him. That's what I got. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think it's kind of you know just a metaphor for being a rock star and and yes, you know the yeah, position exactly. he was finding himself in at the time. Right. You know who who's really your friend? You know, it's like oh it, yeah, it, probably not Axel. That, <laughs> I feel you like know? maybe we're giving Axel a bad, but I feel like he. Uh, I think he's. It. I think he deserves I it. Think he does. I think he does. All right, let's listen to Piranha. <laughs> I really love those operatic, those little operatic. Oh, absolutely! They're really good. They're really well done. You know, like I said to to me, so I'm I'm a sucker for major key and comedy, right? That's you know the Andrew WK. I I dug. You know, I like upbeat stuff. I would rather hear. You know, when Goth came out. Now I appreciate both the Cure and the Smiths, but right, at the right. time, you know, come on, <laughs> it was all too gloomy yeah, for it's you. Too yeah. gloomy. <laughs> so, um, but, and that's ironic because you're a big fan of Halloween, though. <laughs> I, I am a big fan of Halloween, but um, you know, this song. So it, it, we we heard a little bit of where it gets into the the ska stuff, and obviously you heard the ridiculous two handed tapping stuff. Yes, and and you know. Van Halen is largely to blame for that ever occurring, but a lot of people took it a lot of different places. Stanley Jordan in jazz with two-handed tapping, um, you know, and and I think I think Bumblefoot is an extension of of where Eddie was. Um, But there's actually a rocking solo in there too. Yes, there is. Right. Just Yeah. yeah. That's technical just kind of right that he could still do that and and it's got feel because that's a whole different that's a whole different animal and i know i right. bet there's some guys that 
simply so that's another thing that can't do a simple read I, like oh, that. There right? absolutely are. Yeah, there are. There absolutely yeah. are. So and he and he's not one of those guys. Though. Right. He he can do it all basically. Right. He really can. Uh, and speaking of uh, guitar, so guitar. <laughs> I love just the title of this one. Guitars still suck. Right. And it's uh, just like a crazy instrumental. Uh, but it's but it's great. I mean, it, it's it's really fun. And you know, I was thinking. I bet. Is if the whole album was just instrumentals, I think some people would appreciate it more. Possibly, right? Possibly, yeah. But I really like his voice. Oh and, yeah, no, and, I have no problem again, with it the either. But comedy some, in the lyrics, right? You know? Right. But some people would appreciate it more. Yes. And listen to a little bit of guitar still suck. <laughs> it even speeds up a little more but you know what the thing is there's humor in there too. oh absolutely right? yeah there absolutely. is there's humor in there even without the lyrics so so i will unabashedly say that bumblefoot is my favorite guitarist if i could oh, play okay. like wow. anybody that's, for you that's he, saying something he because, is uh, the guy um I, the note i had you know combines danny gatton with more sinister devious prankishness and and the hey part reminds me of something from a Jewish wedding. Yeah, right. Which that's yeah. it too. That's why I, I kind of love. I love that. That's a that's a that's a part of him. Just when I found that out, and then like I said, seeing videos of him and stuff, he just it seems like a uh, mensch, right? Like a, you know, yeah, ab- you absolutely. And and Dennis Leeflang as a drummer. Oh my god! Oh my god on that yeah. piece, <laughs> you know. I just, I just imagine, or I can't imagine, like in a studio, like someone showing, okay, this is what we're going to do, and right. we'll do this, and it's like it just, my, my, yeah. my mind just goes, you know, yeah, it's just, That's- <laughs> it's funny. Um, all right, so we're gonna we're, we'll mention Green. It's it's funny that you said skip Green because he said that. Yeah, he said it's one of his favorite songs. It's one of, and right. it's just a really nice. Um, yeah, he's mentioned that it's one of the favorite songs he ever written. Right, and it's a very heartfelt, just a nice. Yep, heartfelt it's a, it's song. a pretty song. It kind of reminds me of either Rush or Spinal Tap with kind of you know <laughs> right. m- mystical lyrics. Yes, and, yes. I fell in love with a cold-hearted woman. She shivers in silence, her heart beating slow And everything I know, she taught me about winter with trembling words Um, but I don't think it, it isn't different enough to 
to warrant. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine, that's fine. And also, uh, so we have another instrumental, uh, Spaghetti, which is also really great. It's a phenomenal song. Yeah, it is. And and uh, I'll play a little bit. I may play that in the outro. I'll play one of these songs in the outro. That is so Ennio Morricone. The um, yes, Uh, Spaghetti. Yeah, because Spaghetti starts out. It's it's called Spaghetti, right? Right. All right. And this next (laughs) one, uh, we get another a Beatlesque one, I would say, in Misery, and just a really nice. uh, Yeah, it's just a really good song, and it's uh, sort of a girl. As misery, like you know, this is another. Boy, he must have or, really got his heart bounced or, around a lot. Or huh? is it? Or is so this? No, <laughs> this, this is no, this, no, no. This is one of those things where I don't know if it's he's he's so in misery because of an unrequited love, or if it's like uh, garbage is only happy when it rains. In that he loves misery. Oh, okay. All right. All right. He does. And also, I love because he plays that really nice evocative lead, like a yeah. slow evocative lead yeah. in this one, which which he's great at. Uh, all right. Let's listen to a little bit of Misery. Misery. She's trying to break free. I was gonna um, dash is so, my. It's funny we're not. We're almost up there, yeah. but that that's probably my favorite one. But it's the final song. This back. tune is, you know, remember he's the bass player too, and um, this song I think is the best bass playing on the record, where it just really complements. It's not just you know a lot oh, of the time okay. he's just you know he's just being a good bass player, right? right but here yeah. it's really adding to the song, right? And you you appreciate that because you're a bass player as yeah. well, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you are. What do you now? Do you enjoy? What do you enjoy playing more? A guitar music? or bass? <laughs> Just music. Right. Well, what a <laughs> musician answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this next one, Red Eye, is kind of funny when I read because it's not. You would think it's about like a, a late night flight or just lack of sleep, but it's not. Did you read about this? Is actually about a, a specific thing that happened to him and his wife. No, I didn't actually read that. I actually assumed it was a fan. I didn't realize it was his wife. Well, no, no. The thing is, him and his wife met a, a Japanese girl. Okay. A Japanese uh, whatever fan, whatever, and they were hanging out with her at a club, and they were taking pictures. Pictures, and then the next day they looked they at the pictures, the pictures and, and they she, saw she had like uh, a conjunctive, like really bad conjunctivitis that they hadn't noticed. <laughs> she literally had red, red eye. Uh, yeah, so that's what it's about. It's kind of funny, but it's a great song to listen to a little bit of red eye. <laughs>
I will say, as much as we've been trashing Axel, I could picture Axel singing this song. Yeah, right? Yeah, possi- possibly. <laughs> totally who who does the vocal it. sound like to you, though? Does um, it make you think of anybody? Well, that, that's what it made me think of. It made me think it of It makes Axel me think of Johnny Lydon. I mean, oh, I can, John, okay, I can yeah, see yeah, this. Yeah, no, I can hear that, dude. That, yeah, Johnny Rotten tune, you yeah, know. Yeah, that would be just as good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and equally miserable person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and there was also an er- earthquake involved in that whole yeah, story because right, I guess the next right. the, the, they well, had the Fukushima thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're gonna skip the a day after. Uh, I, Even I could, though it's a beautiful, it's it is stoner. Music. There's a lot of songs on this. I There's mean, a lot of songs. And yeah. Uh, yeah, the guy obviously. I mean, the guy obviously is. Uh, he he eats, sleeps, and breathes music. Obviously, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, but this last song, Dash, uh, my favorite song on the record. This is my favorite it, it, song. Like I said, it's it's one of the top three for me. The you know the sentiment behind it. You know the, it's it's yeah. Very so it's basically well about the mm-hmm. fleeting fleetingness of life and the importance of living in the moment. Right. Right. And right. soaking it all in. Yep. But it's yeah. It's just it's a really great song too. Let's listen to the final song. Dash. <laughs> play the outro because the whole outro part it, right I, I i i really like that when he just lists uh, right. life's life's what happens you know yeah I, I i actually noted it um life's what happens in between letting the phone ring and staring at the number life's what happens in between finding out what no one wants to tell you life is what happens in between staying to the end of your favorite song life is what happens in between wanting to say it but waiting too long and then the very last set of lines is uh, life is what happens in between the traffic stop to look at the crash life is what happens in between forgetting to get saved and starting from scratch yep life is what happens between agreeing that the year went by so fast life is what happens and all we have becomes a dash yeah that's great those are great lyrics they um, really are I think it's a uh truthful assessment of the human condition yeah yeah you know definitely and he didn't even know then he had no idea how, how <laughs> shitty things were gonna get right I mean, I right. Guess, <laughs> right uh you know that one um it's the morse code part of the the solo there's this tapped solo yes that sounds like morse code yes and i've always wanted i i wish i knew morse code to find out if he's actually oh. saying something in morse code i, wonder, I doubt that he is you know i was gonna say i <laughs> 
I made a note because the video game, what I call the video game right. playing, doesn't bother me in this song because I feel right. like it kind of fits in the song somehow. Well, you know? he also does like a floating thing above it, though. Yeah. You know, so he's got that going on, this Morse code thing going yeah. on as kind of a rhythmic element, but then there's still a melody. You it's know, cool. The guy's got these melodic hooks that just yeah, yeah float there, my boat. There's they a melody get in there. me high, Rob. It, it did. And you know, me <laughs> too, I'm not going to lie, me too. And it's hard for some people because you hear stuff and it just sounds, it doesn't sound like rock guitar right. you're used to. So it's easy to dismiss it as a gimmick. Right. But no, it it can be a gimmick, and it could definitely be a gimmick. And if there was just this, this whole record was just him noodling around with no songs and, and no melodies and stuff, yeah, then it would be a right, gimmick, and right, I would hate it. Right. But it, it's not that. Well, it's really not. So my wife asked me, you know, what genre is this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, you know, to me, it's it's rock. And she's like, no, no, it's not rock. Is it, is it metal? I said, well, honestly, it's kind of prog <laughs> yeah you know right it's you know? true but it's funny you know what it's funny you mentioned that because just recently i heard i was listening to a podcast with mike watt on it and mike right. watt was defending kind of defending prog because he was saying what prog really wasn't like what it it was just it was just about doing something different and not doing what everyone else was doing and and the fact that uh, the songs ended up being like longer maybe right. and things like that but it, i can't remember exactly what he said and mike watt goes on and on oh yeah like crazy. <laughs> As we know, right. <laughs> but it was great. He was making the, the, you know, at the end of the day, there's good music and there's bad music, right. but you know, you, you could genres, you know, are for whatever other people to right. say, like rat bastard said, genres are bullshit. They're all bullshit. Right. But, and in a way, maybe they are, but I know people always like to, you know, put it, label it, but I don't know what I put this in. Uh, what genre? I actually coined the genre, um, post-punk pop fun, country funk. There you go. That sounds like generator. something you would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. That's then you just yeah. You could say you could, it could be whatever you want it to be, right? It can, but you know, I, I will defend Prague to to the very last. Oh, yeah. core of, of I, my I know game. you will. I know you will. <laughs> yeah, no, and then we have a lot. I have a lot of listeners, and I have some people that love that you wouldn't think. Like I know I have a like like Jill. She's a she's a patron, and she's a, a punk. She calls herself Punk Jill, but she loves Rush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she loves there Rush. There you go. So, you know, whatever. We we love what we love, and we don't. And if, you, if this bothered you, that's okay. That's yeah. fine. Don't yeah. take a break and come the next one. Listen right. to Pavement, I think, just did a re-release of one of the records. <laughs> listen to that instead if you want. Isn't there a new Soul Asylum release? <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sorry, Mark. Yeah. That's that's that's, no, that's right. Mark's not listening. <laughs> He's got his own problem. <laughs> Uh, so Larry, this was great. It was great. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, thank you for letting me do this, Rob. Yeah, no, I would never, you know, at this point you could have said just about, well, what was, uh, no, don't, say, don't say it because I, I want to do it sometime. All right, we'll do it. Uh, if right, someone else next claims time. it before, no then one's going to claim, trust me, no one's going to claim it. You're, it's yours. <laughs> I'll be shocked. I right, will leave you all. It's guessing. a great record. Okay. Okay. But, uh, this was cool. This was a lot of fun. And, uh, whereas if someone wants to, Oh, and I should mention, uh, I got this on Bandcamp, which is yes. awesome. So I bought it. So all, uh, or a lot of his music is available right on Bandcamp, which I yes. always, I always purchase the music that I play, but I, I love, if it's available on Bandcamp, I do it. Cause I feel that's sure. where the, the artist, artist gets is going to get the most. Yep. So that was really, it was nice to see that he's got a whole Bandcamp. You can look there. Do you have a band camp? For I do. Stuff? I have right. multiple band camps. Right. What's, um, so, someone... <laughs> so Black Snake Halo 
www.bandcamp.com. That's my real band. Oh, okay. It's an internet band. So oh, two guys are right, in Wales, right, one's okay. in Germany, one's in Pennsylvania, right. and I'm down Are those guys alive still? Do you know? Yes. They're, they're still well, alive? so okay. in 2013, it's our 10-year anniversary, and we're having a meetup in Wales. So really? possibly in May in 2013, my entire family is going for two weeks. Wait, 20, what are you going back in time? I'm, I'm in sorry, time 2023. <laughs> okay. 2013 was the origin, 2023. Oh, um, okay. So, so yeah. Um, oh, nice. So com. Okay, cool. Uh, and socially distant rock band. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Well, you know, there's a lot of socially distanced these days. Oh, so, uh, yeah, that's true. So, okay. uh, SoundCloud um, and uh, and Bandcamp were socially distant rock band. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And uh, don't forget, as always, you could follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at, at that record got me high. Also, that Facebook group got me high. On Twitter, it's at TRGMH Podcast. You could email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. And Larry, what's the most important thing people should do? Become a patron of the show. Go. Uh, it's really easy. It is. It's fun. Go to Patreon. It is fun, right? That's it. it. I make fun. a joke that it's fun, but I think it's It is fun. fun. Patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Yeah, we have a lot of fun. We have you get more than you give. You do, right? I do. Yeah, we don't give that much, so no, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, I, I I would appreciate it. But if not, I, I really just appreciate you guys listening. Anyone who made it to the end of this episode, I, I appreciate you. Well, anyone with an open mind would, yeah, uh, open musical mind. But you know, not everything's for everyone. No. So what do you know? But uh, I I enjoyed it. I lost really a lot did. after the first song, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm sure, but that's probably like that all the time. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. I did, and I, of course, enjoyed having you on. And uh, we will see you guys next week. I am out of here. That's Rob Elba. Hey.